Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Writing Excuses, episode 30. 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. And I'm Howard. And we are here with um, but one of our favorite people, Moshe Fader, who is um, the editor for both me and Dan. Yay. Say hi, Moshe. Hi. Yeah. We, uh, Moshe has, um, yeah, anyway, acquired both of our books and um, made us famous, so <laughs> we love him. <laughs> hey, Dan isn't famous yet. He's, uh, he's totally, he's got three fans. They bought him bacon. He's just going to be famous. <laughs> um, and he's going to be famous internationally. That's yes, right, in indeed. Germany. And he has sold in the UK, and you haven't. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I paid him to say that. I, I sold in Hebrew. I sold in Hebrew. Yes, isn't that good? That is cool. Okay. I, I'm looking forward to my nieces and nephews being able to read you in Hebrew. Eric is sold in Hebrew, too. He beat me to it. Um, he's sitting over there. Okay, we're going to talk about revision with Moshe. Maybe we should revise that last part where we're just kind of randomly now. <laughs> no, <laughs> keep it. Joking. No, it's You're got, having a great time. It's got spontaneous energy. Yeah. All right. Very All important right. in every revision. creative process. Um, we just, um, last week we talked with uh, Lou Anders um, about you know, the process of what an editor does. That an editor isn't, isn't a, a copy editor, a proofreader. An editor is kind of a shepherd of a book. But there is a part where the editor is working with the author to revise a book. Um, and I want to, you know, ask you, Moshe, just right off, um, how, do you, how do you approach helping an author revise a book to make okay. it better? Well, uh, first of all, we have to say that, you know, it's very, it depends a lot on the author. Uh, some authors accept help, you know, gratefully and graciously. And um, they're happy to hear anything you have to say. Some authors are suspicious and protective of their work uh, in a way that's kind of pathological. Um, and, and, there, and there are some people who've just been around a very long time and feel that they don't you know, need that much assistance. Uh, certainly, there's going to be a big difference between uh, working on revisions with someone like you guys who are relatively new and, let's say, someone like Gene Wolfe. Yeah. Gene Wolfe sends me a manuscript. I might say, Gene, I think I spotted a typo on page 35. <laughs> you know, it's not too likely I'm going to see a lot that needs fixing. I mean, I might have a question or two if something right. isn't clear to me, because he's a genius and I'm not. But generally speaking, there's not a lot of revision, and I believe Lou's mentioned that pro yeah. fact as well. It's sometimes you, do, you, get, you get lucky. Mm -hmm. But with new authors, um, people who are on their first or second or third book, uh, you, you often do find that you have to do revisions, and it can be a multi-stage process because uh, I'm, I, just, I can't speak for other editors here, but I'm not omniscient, and I don't always recognize everything the first time through myself. Um, but in general, um, when I'm reading a book, I'm responding to it on at least two levels simultaneously. I'm talking reading it editorially right. now. Um, one is on the, fine le the level of fine detail. Um, is the prose sufficiently transparent? Um, you know, are, are the metaphors correct? Are, um, uh, is, is the author basically getting across what I think he's trying to convey? So that's you know, the, sort of the line edit level. Right. And I basically can't keep my fingers and my pen off a manuscript. Right. Oh, first. I've gotten a few of those manuscripts. Yeah. That, yeah. So I, I'm going to try to make your prose as precise as possible. But then at the same time, uh, in a kind of a multiplex process, I'm uh, looking at the book in a larger, more gestalt kind of a way and saying, you know, 
uh, is the pacing correct? Uh, is the character behavior uh, consistent? Uh, is it believable? Is it good human behavior that we can believe in? Um, uh, you know, are, are the various events understandable? Uh, has he created any contradictions or problems for himself? Any number of questions like this that I'm asking myself constantly on a sort of subconscious level, a uh, little voice in the back of my head. And I, I'm at the point now where I've done this long enough that you know, it's, basic, it's not so much anymore that I'm asking myself and the manuscript a question as when something isn't right, the manuscript is talking to me and saying, I'm not right, I'm not right, <laughs> you've got to fix me, please. You know, well, it's like a little kid coming to you with a scrape and it wants you to put the Band-Aid mm -hmm. on. I, I, can, I can vouch for this, too. When uh, Moshe very first called me last fall about uh, buying my book, he mentioned, oh, and I, I saw just a, a few things that, that need to be fixed. And then he launched into a list of stuff I had never even considered before. Um, a lot of yeah. big things, a lot of minor details that just came to him so easily because he's been doing this for so long. Now, now, maybe this is just me, but 99% of the time, when, um, when, when Moshe says something about, about my books, and maybe it's just that he's a great editor, I always I, I say, oh, I should have thought of that. Or, oh, that's a great idea. And I think that's what, um, what the editor's looking to do, too, is it's usually a dialogue. It's not just, go change this. It's, uh, I thought this was weak right here. What do you think? And we talk it over, and, we, um, and, and it kind of inspires me to actually, not just, I'm not looking to fix, I'm looking to make the manuscript better. And those are two different things yeah. in my head. Uh, I, it's a good point, and, and I think uh, Lou said something about this last week also, um, that um, when, you're t when you're talking to your author, uh, you know, you wanna ha there has to be a sense of, of, of that you know, communication and, and mutual understanding. And um, uh, basically, you know, what I'm looking for is, uh, it, I, I'm trying to develop a sense of, um, of intuition of what you're trying to do, get inside your head, and and it ha and as Lou, what, what Lou said was about you know if a copy editor makes a change but you want to overrule it, right. it's your book. So I, it's very rare that I will impose or even try to impose upon an author something and say Lectern. you can't do that <laughs> or you must do that because it's your book. I'm going to try instead to show you why what you've done isn't quite right, why it needs to be improved, why there might be one, two, or three different ways of fixing it, and leave it to you to accomplish that. And um, as Dan said last week, um, uh, you know, I'm not going to get very specific because I'm not a writer. Uh, I'm an editor. If I knew how to write, I'd be writing novels myself, which was my original intention. <laughs> and and um, instead, I, I, want you, I want you to do it and hopefully surprise me in a way that you know, I'll feel like not, not only did you fulfill my request for a correction, but you exceeded it. And right. one of the great things about, about uh, uh, Brandon's work, and I, I haven't seen, you know, done revisions so much with Dan yet, although he has given me a, a revised version. That, and just from what he's told me about it, I can already tell that he's, he's, you know, he's definitely you know, doing the right kind of revision. Uh, but with Brandon, it's just struck me repeatedly over and over again that I'll make a suggestion, I'll say, you've got to fix that, or that doesn't work, and I'll give him some vague idea. And not only will he come back and sort of fill in my blank for me, he will give me not 100% back, but 110, 120%, 150% back. It's better than I and imagined you know, it the, would be. The times when that hasn't worked, um, it's because we haven't communicated right. Like there was one thing on my latest manuscript that I just was not understanding. And I was resisting making the change, not, but it, we, we eventually had a conversation. It was because we really hadn't understood, Moshe hadn't quite understood what was wrong with the manuscript. He was just saying, usually he just says, hey, fix this, there's something wrong here, and I figure out what's wrong and I fix it. And I wasn't able to figure out what's wrong. We talked it over, and once I got it, then it worked fantastically. Yeah, it's um, a very good point. Yeah. Uh, at least half the editorial 
process or the success of editorial process has to do with communication. It's not yeah. just enough to recognize that something is wrong or even to recognize how to fix it. You've got to be able to explain it and convey it to the author and convince them and make yeah. them agree with you. And in the case that Brandon's talking about, um, I just hadn't found the right way to explain to him what the problem was. I, I was seeing it on a superficial level that, um, uh, you know, that it didn't work for me, but I hadn't found the key to conveying to Brandon why it was so important. Yeah. I mean, you want, we could be specific if uh, we you can want. Be, what what uh, happened was that there was a character that Moshe was just not was thinking. It was a character that was making some, it was kind of a humorous character. He was, uh, well, he, we was talked about it in a song. very early podcast, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? You yeah. introduced him in middle act two, late act, yeah, early act three. No, no, I, I, this is diff someone different. This is, oh, sorry. Um, he, 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 <laughs> was, he was a droll, sort of witty character, and the wit wasn't working for Moshe which I couldn't figure out why because I write humor books in my Alcatraz books and they're funny. And Moshe thought they're funny. We all thought they're funny. This book wasn't working. And I'm, I kept saying, no, Moshe, this is funny. Um, and he's like, no, it's not. It's lame. And then I'm like, no, it's funny. <laughs> no, it's lame. No, it's lame. And then we <laughs> lame, sat down and lame. talked and he said, the, uh, we worked out. He's like, well, it's because of this and this. And we found out it's because I was making jokes that he thought were ex at the expense of world building. Meaning I was doing, I was making jokes that were inconsistent with the setting just to get a laugh. And it wasn't that they weren't funny, it was that they were falling flat for him because he was pulled out of the story. And that was the problem. Right. When I got that, I was able to go yank those out, replace them with witty comments that work within the framework of the story. Um, and at that point, the character, we fixed it. Right, um, I mean, basically he was, he yeah. was doing stuff that was humorous in form yeah. But that was generically humorous. Well, yeah. it was or, knocking you out of the story, yeah. which yes, and it was knocking me out of the doing. story because he was either making generically humorous references or he was literally referring to something in the real world, whereas the humor needed to be based on the world of the story. And, and once know, he did yeah. that, it just made the whole thing hang together so much better, and he actually got me to laugh out loud, which he had not been getting me to do. That's my test with humor, yeah. you know. I want to come back to something real quick that Moshe said earlier, and I, I want to hammer this home to our readers, or to our yeah, listeners, listeners, and that's that, Moshe, you said uh, you don't know how to be a writer, you wanted to be a writer. From the sounds of things, you are a fantastic, you know, bar none, uh, editor. And I want to drive home to our readers that this is possible. There are editors who are going to read your stuff who can't do what you do, but they can tell you exactly what's wrong with it. And I think it's the difference between being a fantastic auto mechanic and being an auto manufacturer. And well, a I would say the, the, what, what the metaphor I was going to come up with, simile I was going to come up with was, you know, the doctor can fix your heart, but he can't pump your blood for you. You know, uh, and I, I can do the operation, but I can't become the organ. You, ha you have to be the writer. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm a pretty good nonfiction writer. Uh, I write reviews, or I used to be a reviewer, and uh, I write essays and stuff. But telling a story effectively is a unique skill. Uh, I don't know if it's innate from birth or just something that you absorb uh, successfully from you know, the things you chose to read. But some people can really do it, and some people can sort of fake it. And Dan and Brandon can both really do it. They really know how to grab you by the throat and not let go. Logan Howard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not let go. Dan, so. um, you haven't yet said a lot. Um, tell me what your like impressions have been. Slowly, you've, you've, ha you've gotten revision, uh, editorial pictorial comments from Moshe. You've gone and revised. Like, how is it, what has it been like? Um, in, any impressions you can like, give our readers, um, our listeners? Well, you know, just following along on this same topic, that uh, writing and editing really are two very different skill sets, and they're both very, very important. Yeah. Um, just as an editor can't sit down and write a book necessarily, a writer needs an editor's input 
because the writer is so close to the work, so you know, buried inside of it and doesn't know, um, you know, can't, can't see it as objectively. And so it's very vital for that editor to come in. And I've seen that a lot with my own stuff, um, being able to send it to him. And, and I think this ending is fantastic, which I never actually think because my endings are usually horrible. But uh, I, I thought this one was pretty good. And then Moshe said, no, this needs to change. And, and this, it, you know, the, the main character needs to uh, reconcile with this character before this character. And, and at the t being embedded within that, I couldn't see it. But once I got an outside opinion, I was able to go, oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. And the revision process is vital to that because a lot of that I don't see until I'm right in the middle. And I think, okay, he wants me to fix this. Why? Well, what if I try it this way? And then the gears start turning and clicking and I go, oh, that's why. It's because it's better. Yeah, well, you know, the, in a funny <laughs> sort of a way, the, the whole thing has to do with the editor manipulating the writer's brain. <laughs> Okay, because the reason that Ooh, you can't... that's what you're good at. Yeah, that's what I'm good at. It's something to do with being an older brother. Um, <laughs> the, um, the, uh, the, the thing about writing or any creative process, I'm sure it's true of music and other art forms also, is that you're dealing with the output of your own brain cells. So everything has sort of your own juices all over it, and it smells good. It's your, it smells like home. It's you. So you're not going to ever be able to look at it objectively. Somebody who's coming to it with, from, with their own brain you know, can say, oh, wait a minute, that's not quite right. You know, we, can, we can improve on that. And then I'm going to try to, just by giving you the right, saying the right words to you, giving you the right cues, I'm going to try to get those same brain cells that put the juices there in the first mm -hmm. place to sort of say, okay, well, wait, let's see. Let's shift that around. Let's improve upon it. And, um, and then the output is, if we're lucky, 110% better, so. See, and I want to just give a, a final kind of comment to this, um, this podcast and, and pre the previous weeks where we had Lou Anders. Um, I hear a lot of people talk about the future of publishing, um, with the ebook publishing and the self-publishing and the print-on-demand and things like this. And they say, we can cut out the middleman. We can get rid of the publisher and we can just print it ourselves. And having worked through this process, I've, I've come to realize that this is not a middleman you want to cut out. The, um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the publisher doesn't, their job is not printing your book. Their job is to, I mean, I, I don't know about tour, but I think a lot of the publishers that even outsource the actual printing. The publisher isn't a printer. The publisher is a publisher, and what the editor is doing, what you are getting by going through the major publishers or, um, or even a good small press, is you're getting this, this guardian angel who will not be able to who will be able to anticipate what the readers are going to think when they see this book and be able to fix problems they're going to have. They're going to give you this professional outside um, set of eyes. They're going to have someone who knows how to get the right cover on the right book to market it appropriately. You're going to have an advocate who can go and get publicity and just work with everyone. And so Moshe is not someone we want to cut out of the process because if you cut out Moshe, then you end up with a rough draft. Yeah, it's really true. Printing is the least part of publishing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, uh, and publishing really is a, a broad range of, of skills. There's so many people involved in the process mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, so many layers of, of um, argument and convincing and improvement that go on between the time the book is acquired and the time it reaches the reader's hands. And most of it's invisible to the reader and, or to the would-be writer. Right. Um, and uh, I, I don't see publishing changing to the extent of publishers disappearing. If we end up with 
10,000 people publishing their own novels on, you know, via the internet uh, and electronic form. Which I mean, is what we have. That's a great burst of creative freedom, but the chances of anybody finding the few gems amidst all the, you know, the dross is very, very small. <laughs> Sturgeon's well, Law yeah. says that 90% of everything is crap, yeah. and the internet has proved that Sturgeon was an optimist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Moshe, for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for uh, also buying our books and making us famous. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> thank you, Moshe, for yeah. making Dan a full-time author. Right, yeah. Dan is quitting oh, his yes, job. Indeed. It come well, less than one month away. I only did that indirectly because we didn't pay him that much. It was more the foreign rights. But, <laughs> the Germans. But I'm That's okay. You I, gave them the idea. I gave yeah. them the idea. I, I'm really happy about those Germans yeah. and those Brits. And, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing the book in many languages all over the world. And Brandon, too. Yep. And Hebrew and Czech and French or whatever. Yep. Uh, and um, it's been a pleasure being with you guys. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you very this much. has been Writing Excuses. And we're out. Okay. Motion. Thanks, thank Motion. you so much. That was wonderful. Uh, you're welcome. It was fun. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.